Hello, everybody. Thank you again for joining us for Oh This Podcast, the Saturday edition. We are here at 65. Steve managed to come from the San Jose Thunderdome back to Chicago here so we could do this live and in person. Uh, welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks for being here today. Oh, it is a pleasure to be back in my uh, my hometown and uh, with better weather than California. So what's what's there to complain about? Yeah, no torrential downpours <laughs> or anything like that. I may My apartment may or may not have floated away or just... You know, who knows? There might be an earthquake this weekend. You know, there's un- inevitably going to be some sort of calamity that affects California at some point in time. So you probably saw animals two by two, like lining up to the door to get on some <laughs> boats or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, you, we're not too far from the base. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we get enough, enough of that rain and uh, who the hell knows? I mean, it's a good <laughs> launching point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, again, thank you for joining us for episode what is this, number three this of all this podcast? Numero Trace. I feel like this is, uh, what is this, our Babe Ruth? He was number three, right? I believe so. Yeah, so this yeah. is our Babe Ruth episode. So first off, let's take it away and tell us what we're drinking. What's the beer of the week? Beer of the week from my probably my favorite brewery in the world, uh, Three Floyds, right outside of Chicago. We are drinking uh, what most would consider to be their flagship beer of Alpha King. Uh, nice uh Nice pale ale, uh, delicious uh, hoppiness with a uh, uh, just enough uh, a kick at, uh, well, let's see, according to uh, uh, Beer Advocate, they've got them at 6.66% alcohol, and uh, Rate Beer's got them at 6.5. It's a nice bouquet. I would much prefer it if it was at 6.66%, but uh, yeah, just a tasty, uh, hoppy, Midwest hoppy beer uh, brewed with Centennial, Cascade, Warrior Hops, um, just uh, all around badass beer, and we were we were thinking about doing a heavier beer today uh, when we were planning out the uh, show, and it's almost seventy degrees here in Chicago, and I didn't in have February. it <laughs> in February, so had no uh, no real reason to go too heavy. I wanted something that was more fitting of the uh, temperature outside, so it kind of kind of feels like summer. So we're going with a uh, nice refreshing beer today. That's awesome, and isn't it true that Three Floyds is doing a big release here coming up? In the next couple of months or oh, so. Oh yeah, every year Dark Lord Day comes up. Uh, they actually moved it back coming up this year into May. So it's not going to rain. <laughs> and well, be cold. I, I can't promise that. I mean, I've gone every year since oh shit, since 2010. And when I went in 2010, the weather was fine. Uh, we went another year in I think in 2011. It was like probably 70 degrees or so. Um, and then we've had a couple years. The past two years have been absolutely dreadful. It's been like. 40 degrees 35 to 40 degrees and raining the entire time and just a mess so um, i mean they they've done great things to improve the organization of the event i mean some people bitch on you know twitter and on beer forums and stuff about how uh you know they're not they're not doing enough i mean it's 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 perfectly organized but there's only so much you can do with the weather so i think they finally like broke down because they would do it the last weekend in april the last i think the last saturday in april every year now they've pushed it back a couple weeks in hopes that uh the weather isn't going to be absolute dog shit yeah so So. looking looking forward to it this year so uh, i mean i I go i've been fortunate enough to get tickets for it uh, every year since 2010 haven't been shut out yet so uh you know gonna get that uh i think the tickets go on sale on uh uh, St. Patrick's Day, so gotta get uh, get the trigger finger warmed up, hitting that F five button a little early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I bet uh, I bet we'll probably take and talk about more Three Floyd's beers uh, prior to that actually happening. You know? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the one of their new brewers, uh, formerly of Surly, um, came on to join Three Floyd's. He lives up in Logan Square now. So uh, I mean, he 
just just moved here like uh, a couple months ago. So it's going to be cool. And you know, there's a lot of speculation that they're going to end up opening a Chicago brew pub. I mean, the, the Nick Floyd and and uh, uh, is I think he's got it. I think he still lives in the city. Or if if he doesn't live in the city, he still lives in the area. Yeah. So I mean, Munster's not a not a real you know long long ride away from Chicago. It's only half hour, forty minutes if there's any traffic. If but that. Uh, yeah, you can get on the Skyway. Head through, head through Hammond. You used to be able to go see the the Skyway McDonald's. So. <laughs> I mean, that probably like teases us up right now. So, cheers, Steve, for the beer of the yep. week and stuff. And let's uh, let's let's hit our first topic <laughs> of this uh, this lovely uh, topic today. I like, mean, you, if there's ever been better music to intro our first topic with this kind of weather, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just perfect. Like you hit it, the Skyway. Let's talk about it. Let, tee us up, Steve. What are we talking well, about? I have just uh, come into town off of a long road trip i actually drove in from san jose back to uh, chicago this week uh, it got some miles in front of me you know a little over two thousand miles so uh got to just peruse the fine uh, yeah. vistas of uh interstate 80 from san francisco all the way over to uh to uh, chicago so it's been a been a nice little trip i mean i burned up uh only only one full day of driving i i did a long day on wednesday i left like halfway through the day drove to salt lake city then from um, san jose from san jose that's, to salt lake that's, city. that's a big thing it's like 700 miles or so yeah. um maybe a little maybe like 750 or so but then uh did a did a long day of uh on thursday made my way from salt lake city to omaha and then uh yesterday drove from omaha back to chicago so uh, just thinking about road tripping, and uh, I know that you've made your fair share of uh, road trips uh, back in the day, uh, heading out to the West Coast and oh, yeah. through through some other fine Western states. I mean, I'm a big fan of the road trip. Uh, what's uh, I mean, if you if you had your preference, are you a road trip man or are you an airplane man? I, I don't know. I think the overarching theme for this uh, this episode is going to be back when, like back when I did this, back when I did that. Um, I don't know. Like there's times and places where the airplane takes in, uh, you know, supersedes and is the, the, the method of choice. Well, I mean, obviously we're not, uh, you know, you, you can only go to Ireland. Uh, you know, if you got your trip scheduled out there, you're only driving so far and then you're kind of fucked. So. Or you can take a boat. Like I've never <laughs> done that, but like, I don't know. Like for me, I've had some, some of my most fond memories have been in road trips like long. So I remember when I moved back from Seattle it, to here, it was, we did a road trip from me and my dad in a U-Haul tr- towing a truck or <laughs> towing a <laughs> trailer. Yeah. Towing, the U-Haul was towing my car on a trailer. Okay. So it was a full thing. And we were doing through the mountains on 90 and 94 in the van that did not go anything faster <laughs> than 55. Like that did was, like a- it did. Oh, yeah. God. It had a, well, cause you, you can just absolutely fuck those things up. Oh yeah. Destroy them. So but like I loved that. That was a fun trip. It was like three and a half days in the car. We got back to Chicago, and it's like okay, it's not that bad. Um, but I did. I remember my buddy JJ, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to go to a football game in Reno and watch Washington State play?" And I'm like, "I went to Washington." I'm like, "No, fuck no, I don't want to go <laughs> there." He's like, "I'll come pick you up," and I'm like, "I live in Chicago. You live in Alaska, bud. How are you gonna come pick me up?" He's like, "Uh." We'll figure it out. So he literally <laughs> takes and flies from Anchorage down to see or down to Chicago. We rented a car, did a one way thing, and drove to Tahoe and went through, um, through on ninety through South Dakota through the Badlands and mm-hmm. everything. Oh yeah, uh, saw, saw Mount Rushmore, uh, Labor Day weekend, and it was snowing. It was at, like, <laughs> it, at Mount Rushmore. We spent fifteen dollars on parking to see Mount Rushmore for eleven minutes. Oh yeah, it was. 
Well, it was like the weather was absolutely awful too. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was fun though, but then we ended up in Tahoe. I love the road trip. I think the, the automobile road trip is awesome. I remember just also as a kid, the road trip mm-hmm. was fun. We used to drive down to Tennessee all the time and our, my dad had a fourth Thunderbird and we would take and drive down and he'd have like throw Tom Petty on like and, one of the nineties T-Birds. Yeah. 94. Okay. Yeah. It was the, the beast yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we were driving that and I remember one trip, like he'd stop at Dunkin' Donuts and get us donuts beforehand. And we had gotten powdered donuts, and in the backseat, there was just powder sugar everywhere. It looks so, like you, you dropped a kilo of blow in exactly. the backseat. Yeah, like, you know, these eight-year-olds are just, like, you know, snorting coke in the back. But literally, we got to uh, my grandparents' house in Tennessee, and the funniest part that happened was uh, my grandpa, it's like, he goes and gets a leaf blower, and he's leaf blowing out the powdered sugar <laughs> out of the car. The powdered sugar. It's yeah. It's delicious. It's just like, oh. It's just absolutely. I prefer the road trip. I don't mind it. I think you get to see a lot on the road trip. You have to know that it's going to suck at points. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like there's points of driving across like South Dakota that were horrible. But there were also points of like stopping at Wall Drug is the best thing ever. Yeah. If you haven't been to Wall Drug and you're listening to it, plan a trip east or west and go through South Dakota. It's freaking great. And the funniest part about Wall Drug is. It's the freaking signs that they their oh, commitment yeah. to advertising <laughs> prior to you getting there from a hundred miles in each direction. Yeah. They have a billboard, a hand painted billboard every thirty or forty yards or oh, something it's, like it's that. It's craziness. I I actually so I mean growing up we would road trip uh, down to Missouri. My family has property down there. Just show so, me stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we, we would, you know, it, it's not that bad of a drive. It's about eight hours. It's like, you know, almost to Kansas, like South, Southwest Missouri. So, um, we would drive down there eight, eight to 10 hours or so. And then, uh, um, but then, uh, we would, so that was like my first introduction to road trips, but then the big, like first big one we did, my aunt was getting married and she lives out in central Washington. Um, okay, she got, yeah. she got married, uh, when I was a, I think it was in between my sophomore and junior year of high school. Um, so we saddled up the, the wagon queen family saddled up like vacation. And, uh, we drove and you rode that pony all the way. Oh, we did. So we took the the Dodge grand caravan. I I remember I, I took up the backseat. I brought my fucking guitar with me. Um, cause I wanted to be, you know, cause I was playing guitar. So it's like, I took up the backseat. I had like a little headphone amp and everything. So I was playing there. I had so like know, one of those little Dan electros. Basically. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and then, uh, but we drove out on 80, you know, through Nebraska, then into Wyoming, cut up, went to um, Yellowstone and then from Yellowstone cut up through Montana and Idaho. And then went went to Washington Yeah. and then looped back around. And when we came back, we went from Seattle um, out on 90, you know, back again through Idaho. Right. But then we went to the Badlands and did a couple days out there. Mm-hmm. So, we, yeah, that's when we hit Wall Drug. And my dad went as a kid. So it was kind of a cool trip because, like, it was a lot of stuff that my grandparents took him on. So yeah. we repeated a lot of that, which was cool. Like, I mean, in my, I'm five years – I'm five and ten years older than my brothers. Um, you know, so we're all staggered. Um, but it was, it was still fun for everybody because it oh, was yeah. like – everyone had a little piece of like what they were interested in. So it was a, it was a really fun trip. Uh, we, you know, we had EMP in Seattle, so that sure. was awesome for me. Um, you know, my, my brothers and, and, you know, got to go, we got to go out hiking a little bit, nothing too crazy. We went and saw Mount Rainier. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was an awesome trip and that's really what got me hooked on road trips. Yeah. I think road trips are fun. Like they're 
like again, they will get boring. There's some parts of like Eastern Montana that can get a little dicey. Like I, I've never been on I-80, but actually that's, that's not true. I've been on I-80 through Northern Nevada. Okay. Uh, dropping down into Tahoe. Um, we basically t- took and did from, uh, what is it? Twin Falls, Idaho down through to like jackpot and like mm-hmm. right outside of Elko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then got on uh, 80 headed west into Tahoe. I was in Elko the other night getting gas. Yeah, and that is that is some of the most boring stuff because it's like there's it's absolutely desolate. And I kind of liked it though because there's no uh, no one on the road, so it was like I was just ripping around, you know, doing 90, 95 all through there. I mean, you got legally during. <laughs> I, was, I was I was fine. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, there's only like six cops, and there's only like ten people that live in that section of the state, anyway. But so. it seems like it seemed to like that part of the state was like. Come on, this is absolutely boring. I do not want to be. I mean, here. you get that, but then you get into like. I mean, a lot of people debate between like what's more boring is going through uh, Nebraska on eighty or going through Kansas on seventy. That's why um, if it's if the weather is good, I'll I prefer taking ninety all the way because yeah, you know you get this like southern Minnesota is kind of you know it's really flat and there's a lot of wind farms and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know that South Dakota is pretty cool. Like Wyoming going through that. Oh. Wyoming is nice. Yeah, Wyoming's cool. Sheridan, Wyoming, if you're looking for a trip, is pretty fun. It's a good place to stop on. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, the, I would always do the road trip. I haven't done any of like the south road trips yet either. I, haven't, like, I have not. Would gone you do south. Route 66? Uh, no, probably not. Like, it, I don't think it means as much as it did back like back when. And like a lot of it has been bypassed by the interstate system. And like a lot of the towns just like are gone, are gone. And there's not not to say like I I actually enjoy places where there's not much. But mm-hmm. it's like I also like to be able to drive fast. And it's like if I got to go through areas where it's like, hey, you got to go 25 or 35 through. It's like I don't really want to go. through. Yeah, there. you're like Ricky Bobby. Yeah. But uh, so like the other let's see, I've taken two other really big road trips because so, like I got kind of hooked on it. And, and then when I graduated from college, we went on a big road trip out to the East Coast with uh, myself and a couple of my buddies. Okay. Uh, so we went from Chicago out to uh, – we picked up our buddy in Indianapolis, drove out to uh, – through, like, Pennsylvania, Maryland, wound up in Delaware, um, hit up a couple breweries. Delaware. Hello, I'm in Delaware. <laughs> I'm in Delaware. Um, <laughs> uh, so we went to a, a brewery. It was all centered around beer. So we went to Dogfish Head in, in uh, Delaware. Then we went up to Atlantic City. Oh, uh, did like hell yeah. two nights in Atlantic City at then Bally's. We went to yeah, and those the sign was out at Bally's, so it just said balls. <laughs> <laughs> Got to fix that Y there, everybody. But uh, then uh, we headed up to Boston and did a couple days in Boston. Hit hit up a couple breweries there. Then went out to Cooperstown. Okay. Uh, then from Cooperstown went up to Montreal, and then oh, we oui, oui. oui. went, went, went to a brewery in Montreal. Then down to Toronto. And then back through Michigan and back to Illinois. That's cool. So that was a big one. And then the other one I did in, was it 2011? Uh, we went, we flew out to San Diego um, and drove from San Diego up to Portland. And then I went up by train all the way up to Seattle to see my family out there. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, wasn't a full, full-blown full road trip because we flew, you know, out to the West Coast. But It still doesn't it was, matter. I mean, it's I think that counts. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was it was four guys. I mean, we went to, uh, you know, we hit up a bunch of breweries in San Diego. We went up to Huntington Beach. We went to Yosemite. We went to Monterey. Yeah. We went through, you know, right past where I wound up living, <laughs> um, which was kind of, you know, kind of cool to think about. But then, uh, yeah, went up north of San Francisco, then shot up to uh, Portland. And, and oh, Red, we went to Redwood National Park and... 
That's yeah. on my list. I haven't done like Redwood. I haven't. I want to do like the Oregon coast. I've done parts of it, but like the Washington coast as well. Redwood is is cool, but it's not like I don't know. It, you'd have to like make it part of a bigger trip because oh it's, yeah, it's certainly not like it's not like Yosemite where you could just say I'm going to Yosemite and spend five days there. Um, it's like a couple days and then you're you're kind of done with it. So, but uh, yeah, and no, oh, and then we did our random road trip uh, when Frank Thomas got inducted to the Hall of Fame, and in one weekend, let's see, we left on a I think a Friday, um, we drove or no, did we, we left on a Thursday night, uh, drove to Ohio, then went to, uh, Niagara Falls and then, oh, that's cool. then up to Vermont, camped in Vermont, went to a brewery out there, uh, for what well, we were there for one, two nights. Then on Sunday is the hall of fame induction. Okay. So then we went, we drove from Vermont to Cooperstown, then from Cooperstown that afternoon after the ceremony back to Cleveland, and then the Holy next moly. the next day Cleveland back to Chicago. That's a that's a pretty massive amount of four people packed into a BMW 325i with one of our buddies who wanted us to bring a bunch of beer back or <laughs> pick up beer and drop off beer. So we had like two cases of beer like in between the people sitting in the back seat. Of course, he wanted big hurt beer, right? <laughs> like hey, I've got some big hurt beer. <laughs> I got an autographed twelver of big hurt beer. That's too good. <laughs> That's too good. Yeah, I think on the list of things, I want to do a road trip soon. I was thinking about doing that. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily a road trip because we did it in like a day. Normally, I can constitute a road trip more than just two days. Sure. Like more than like you're you're out for a while, then you come back. Mm-hmm. But like when we went up to Grand Rapids to go to Founders for the KBS release oh, yeah. a couple of years ago, that was fun. Part of me really wants to get down to Nashville and see that out. That seems like it's a good road trip for like the weekend or four or five days. For sure. Um, the other one would be potentially taking taking and doing like a drive down to uh down to Austin. Yeah, it's it's kind of boring going that way because like if you take fifty five down to like I think forty four, and then you cut through Missouri, and then you go through Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is miserable, and then Texas like North Texas is boring too until you get to Dallas. Yeah, and then you get the, I mean Austin being the end point is is awesome. But yeah, yeah, it's certainly not one of those like rides where you're like oh there's all sorts of cool stuff to stop at along the way. But well, this is an interesting thing that I've been having questions or conversations around lately was, um, it was around like the international travel. People keep asking me it's like well where have you traveled internationally? I'm like I haven't really traveled internationally. Mm-hmm much because i haven't seen a lot of the country here like i've been to what san diego once i've been to like southern california a few times but it's like i haven't seen enough of like the places i want to see here right like on the trips um from that perspective that it's like well why like people laugh it's like well you don't have a passport i'm like well let me see this country first and then i can go see another country no there's plenty i there's plenty still to see i think in in the u i'm in in the kind of same boat i've been i've been to canada i've been to mexico briefly uh but uh yeah i mean there's so much to do in the u.s so um yeah i mean that pretty much i i'm i'm all up for road trips uh and i think that uh, i mean i'm probably gonna head up to north might I haven't fully decided but yeah we're gonna we're gonna hit redwood so uh yeah that's the that's probably the next like mini road trip we'll do so looking forward to it that's awesome that's awesome i guess we hit that time right <laughs> that's about that time. segment two okay time to crack let's open this next one steve hand me a beer here while oh, yeah. we get started here gosh what are we doing here the docile tones of the docile genuine. tones of the genuine <laughs> um okay now that we're here with segment two um i think segment two is going to be a good one because like back when i was a kid i remember going to the mall to buy stuff. And I was like, this, this all came out of like 
this isn't going to be like a me like man i had a, like you had to actually go to the mall and do all this crap before but like back when i was a kid you had to go to the mall this friday i needed to have something for work right mm-hmm. i literally was looking on it on amazon and not only was amazon prime like could have gotten it to me in one day i ended up purchasing something on amazon <laughs> prime now that got me something that i needed within less than two hours like what is up with this like what are like I love this technology, but this is absolutely freaking crazy how like these services are out there. What are your thoughts? Like I, I personally love it. I also love Uber Eats because I can get Hooters <laughs> wings delivered to me. But which from the, the River North. From uh, River North. But it's like I know that defeats the purpose because you should just go and actually enjoy the ambiance of the restaurant. <laughs> but like what are your thoughts on this stuff? Am I just being like a crotchety old man of like not embracing this technology and being just baffled by like this new society we live in. I mean, I think it's mostly, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it because I fucking hate going to the store. Uh, because when Me I, too. when I shop, I know I'm not, I'm not one of those people who goes to the store to find what they want. I know what I want. And then it's just a matter of going to purchase it. Right. So like if I, if I have the option of buying something at Amazon versus, having to go and like look around for it and find it in a store. I mean, there's certain exceptions, but I mean, shit, like what do you have nowadays that you can't get an Amazon? Like I, I just go on there and I just buy whatever, find whatever it is I want or, or from another website, frankly. I mean, it's, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, I know some people don't like it and some people are kind of crotchety about it, but I mean, it's, it's a big plus in my book. Cause I, mean, I don't have to leave my fucking seat. Fuck, dude, you used to be able to order a pizza. And have it delivered in 30 minutes or less. You could buy a fucking TV now and have it delivered in 30 minutes or less. Is that like mind, is that mind bottling? No, it's when your mind's in a bottle. Like, is that like, think about that for a second. Like, what, how did this ever come about? Like, well, I think, I mean, it comes about when you have a company that has infinite resources that, right, that, yeah. and that can then, you know, through the, the supply chain that they've got. I mean, they can, they don't pay the, those like prime now drivers or, or the, the delivery people. If they're not, if they're like contractors, I mean, they're hardly making anything. I mean, it's cheap labor. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got the, the resources to make it happen. I mean, they, they eat costs. I mean, sometimes it's a matter of just, you know, capturing market. So uh, I think that's the next major convenience is like, okay, what's, what's the thing is like, what, what do people, want they want to save time you know that's, yeah. that's one of the chief things so it's like all right well how do we transform the retail experience to be able to save people time because if you go to a store you're not saving time you're you know you could be stuck in a store you know depending on like a checkout line or, or just not having something or not having something where you think it is um i mean it's just uh it's an experience that's not a uh you know, for, for some people, I guess for people like me, it's, it's not what I enjoy. I mean, there's certain times I like to go to a store and just kind of see stuff, but yeah, I'm but that's not, usually like very... you're going to guitar center and you're dicking around right. on like a, something that's like a hobby thing. Like you may or may not buy this. It's versus like, I knew exactly what I wanted cause yeah. it was highly rated. Like for me to go to office max or best buy, it was like, okay, get in the car, you drive over there. Is that worth the free delivery charge and the five dollar <laughs> tip? Of course it is when you yeah. think about it. Like I mean, I like to go I'll I will if I have the opportunity, I will buy online and then like if it's a store pickup thing, I'll go like Best Buy or, or you know, store like that. It's like that's what I'll do because I don't wanna wander around the damn place to try and find something and then have to stand in line to check out. It's like right. I, I know what I want, let me buy it and then I'll just go there and scoop it up. Mm-hmm. Like that's the that's the model that works for me. I mean 
it's not the same for everybody. Like my girlfriend loves to go to the store and wander around and look for stuff. I mean, that's, she's just a different kind of shopper. I mean, that's, and there's still enough of that to justify brick and mortar retail. Uh, but I mean, for me, it's like, I do my, my Christmas shopping. People are like, Oh, you know, people start in, in September and October for Christmas shopping. I get on at like December 15th. I'm like, all right, I got Put it all time. in Amazon, all cart. on Amazon. And there it goes. Oh, look, I spent three, four hundred, five hundred bucks. Okay, it's done. And I have no one else to shop for. And it's going to show up at my house in two days. I'll wrap it and it's done. Yeah, it's just so it's it's baffling to me how these services have become so easy and integrated and stuff. I, I'm curious, like, when are they going to start charging more for them? But I think they can't. Like, I, I don't think there's a way that they'll be able to, like, realistically start to charge service fees for it because people are going to be. You know, it's the volume that they're going to get. They're making, they have to be making money somehow, right? right? Well, I mean, it's capture of market is a big thing too. It's keeping money from going to your competitors. Yeah. I mean, Walmart just had a, there was just a big piece because Warren Buffett divested pretty much all of uh, Berkshire Hathaway's money. From, they sold almost all their Walmart stock. Okay. That's um, probably a big volume change. Yeah, I would imagine he's got, a, he's got a little bit. I mean, he's been, since he bought it, he's been divesting it, you know, over the years. But they sold, I think he's only got like a handful of shares now, um, you know, on his scale of handful. Right, but right. Uh, yeah, and his thing is like, I don't see retail. He's like, when did you ever see a retail business recover? He's like, give me an example of when a fail, a failing retailer recovered. Yeah, I mean, we're and seeing. We're it's seeing not that Walmart's failing, but it's like he sees something in the marketplace that says, you know what, these other services are improvements, and I'm not gonna sit here and watch my money get you know wasted away by Walmart. Not to say that Walmart still can't be successful, but like even Walmart CEO is like, or former CEO is like, I wish we would have spent more on our e-commerce platform. Right. Uh, you know, when we had the opportunity to rather than focusing on expanding our brick and mortar stores because eventually more and more stuff is going to get purchased online. Yeah, I think there is some, though, there's some stupidity that happens with these like on demand services sometimes. Um, one example is a buddy of mine sent a photo uh, across and he lives literally right next to my building. And like to set the scenario up, there's like a grocery store and a couple apartment buildings within like walking distance of this uh, main grocery store. Mm -hmm. He's sitting on his patio and he's taking a photo of this and he saw a Peapod truck literally in front of another apartment building across the way, which was directly across from the front door of the Jewel Osco. Okay. Right next to it. It's <laughs> like, um, can't you go to the Jewel Osco? buy your groceries instead <laughs> of having them delivered to you through yeah, then they don't they don't box them up and like put them in front of your door right <laughs> i mean it was just like like that was like the most egregious offense yeah. of it like <laughs> like literally he he got the photo perfectly and it had like the jewel osco logo and like the peapod thing right there sure. for it it was like it's funny i think it's good like on the like on the whole i think <laughs> that it is a good um good thing and i i think you hit it you hit it right on the head when you said it you're buying time mm -hmm. so it times a premium like we are all way too busy i think we should just like you know back when when you're using like everybody's not on the go as much as they are now it made more sense to go like we're going shopping that was an activity right um that was a not maybe not necessarily a form of entertainment but that was an activity now i think it's like okay shit i gotta go shopping i gotta buy this and it's like okay well you yeah, know. I think it becomes a little different too. Like, as as a kid or growing up, like obviously most of these you know these things didn't exist. I mean, Peapod's been around for a while. Yeah. But uh, 
like, web grocer. It, it was still like okay, you go to the store, and it was, it wasn't just a matter of buying stuff. Like you said, it was part of entertainment. And honestly, when you got a family, you've got you got to find a way to wrangle two, three kids or whatever. It's like you can't leave them at home. You got to take them with you. Oh, could you imagine taking kids to like the cereal aisle? Oh God! Like, I mean, like, I, I know because I've been there. <laughs> I want the fruity pebbles. <laughs> I like, mean, <laughs> and I love the cereal aisle. Don't get me wrong, but it's like well, that I, was last I, week. I, you had a nuclear <laughs> meltdown. It's like Steve, you're in your late twenties, man. Well, like, I mean, you know, when I they, want the cocoa puffs. <laughs> when they don't have French toast crunch, I'm getting a little pissed. Sons of bitches! <laughs> like that's absolutely funny. But French uh, toast. I, think, I, I need some fucking French toast. Uh, but. When I think a lot of it though is is just because like you when you're a family and you especially when you have young kids it's I, I think it leans more to like wanting to use one of these services yeah but uh, I mean back then it was you take everyone with uh, you know the kids like I thought it was the coolest shit ever like when I was a kid and like Cub Foods out here which is no longer in existence but they had little kid shopping carts okay yeah and that was money like I wanted to push the cart around like that was the shopper in pr- uh, shopper in training they yeah, had like, right? a little flag <laughs> on it or something and like I mean obviously that causes more logistical problems for a parent than anything you can imagine because I'm driving the fucking thing around and I'm knocking into stuff that's why kid leashes are so perfect oh god that's that's terrible too like you, you, there's there's a happy medium to be had there and it's and the the result is not hook your kid up to a fucking leash well at least it's not electrified like, like that like like a shot collar like like oh god but uh yeah i mean i think it it definitely has changed since i've grown up and it's like i have choice now i have you know complete control over my own shopping experience because i mean if i was a kid and back then i had no choice of saying oh like oh you can go on the web and you can pick out the cereal you want or you can go to the store and pick out the cereal you want it's like i didn't have that opportunity so now i have that choice and it's like i don't want to drive the damn grocery store it's like i I mean it's not even that far but it's it's you know a 10 15 minute drive and you know, when you figure that's both ways and it's like, oh, here, well, this will show. Gr- I can schedule this so I know when it, when exactly it's going to show up. It's like, oh, well, now I don't have to leave and I just bought myself a half hour to do whatever I want. Yeah. And the grocery store parking lot, that's a that's a pleasant spot where everybody loves it. But like I'm thinking to myself, like there's one thing that I don't really trust yet with those services. Like I trust Amazon Fresh because it's packaged like in an outside mm-hmm. warehouse. Like it's Amazon packages yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. But if you have like one of those like shopping things where it's like, like Instacart or like something, Instacart or, or like Postmates or something, okay. like if where the person actually goes and sure. picks your produce for you, yeah, I'm like that's a little intimate for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how I like my steaks in our like different. You don't menu. want someone rubbing up on your cucumber, so to speak, <laughs> in the proverbial way. I don't think that. Like, they will be able to properly uh, pick out the right eggplant, if okay. you know what I mean. <laughs> if you, if you get, catch my drift there, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, but the Amazon Fresh, have you, like, have you seen it? Have you used it? Yeah, have you heard about I've not used it, but um, at my old complex, people used it all the time. Yeah, the um, dry ice. They put dry yeah. ice in the bags, yeah. and like, you can get like burgers for tonight. It's like, yeah, you pay a little bit more, but it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm going to start hitting that because I'm sick of going to the grocery store my girlfriend yeah. goes to the grocery store like three times a week i can't stand that well i go like two or three times a day but granted it's like door. 700 <laughs> feet away yeah like um, she will go to like three different stores and it's like i can't make like i'm a one trip like i go to walmart i get the shit i need and i leave like that's yeah. that's in and out 30 minutes 40 minutes done get the hell back unload the stuff 
and go on with my day. But she likes to go to the different places. She'll go to like Sprouts or like a farmer's market and get like certain produce. And then it'll be like, oh, well, it's cheaper over here. Let me go to this side. Organically farmed goji berries with pig (laughs) fart sauce. It's like, I'm not wasting my time to drive across. I mean, not that she's going that far. No, but still. It's like, I don't, I work at home. So it's like anytime I leave and have to go do something, it's taking me away from doing something else. You got to put pants on. Yeah, I got to, you know, that's a problem. But uh, just like to kind of like wrap up this like grocery store talk because we like this automated stuff. It's like, man, we've really gotten horrible parts of life now that we're sitting on this nice 65 70 degree day and we're talking about grocery stores <laughs> like this is man we have gotten old <laughs> yeah like I that's mean, the whole like crux of this whole thing it's like we've gotten old that's i mean you when you're younger time doesn't matter as much i guess you have less responsibilities less too. responsibility um and time it seems it seems like you have infinite amounts of it when, right. you're, when you're younger. And when you get older and then you realize like, oh, I have to get, you know, this project done and I have to, this to do and I have, you know, I have to travel this week. Mm-hmm. So it's like I got to I can't do that because I, it, I won't leave me enough time to finish this. And it's like you all you have all these competing priorities and it's like got to cook this pot roast. Otherwise, it's going to turn. They've found their way to their way to wedge into um you know, your life to make certain things more convenient. I mean, I'm for it. I'm not to say that, you know, human interaction isn't a valuable thing at certain points. I just don't need it in my retail experience. Right. Like I'm all about, you know, if I go want to go to a bar and talk to somebody or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm meeting up with a group of friends or something like that. That's one thing. But it's like, I don't really care to talk to anyone while I'm buying things. Yeah. I, <laughs> Anytime I go to Best Buy, immediately when I'm walking, can I help you? Nope. I, I sh- walk right past. I shop at Walmart because I don't want to talk to people because I know that the people at Walmart aren't going to bug me to ask me for help. Yeah, you have to perfectly <laughs> seek out Walmart employees for help. I remember we used to get like the NHL game when mm-hmm. the day it was released. The day it was released. And I remember this to the T. We'd go up there for the midnight release. And let me tell you, the midnight release of Walmart oh, <laughs> for the yeah. NHL game, like, <laughs> We were third in line, and there were just some very, very uh, eccentric people there. Sure. Like, well, there's eccentric people at Walmart all the time. Yeah. And we're like, can we get hockey? Like, the normal release. And he's like, uh, someone was like, this was like three or four years ago. They were asking, can I get, like, the DVD of Gilligan's Island? I'm like, no, <laughs> you cannot get the DVD of Gilligan's <laughs> Island. It's not going to work out there. Like, oh, gosh. We hit that time again. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I like this freaking alarm. <laughs> it's a great little thing uh, to take and keep us going. Well, I mean, it is the pandas, uh, the pandas classic Dude, jam. this is how the white panda came to be, you know? <laughs> Working on the street corner, the panda is an earner um, for this here. I got to so. go to Vegas in, shit, a month. Jeez, that's crazy. Um, Okay, so we Joel, got... if you're listening, we're gonna we have to make a stripper name for you because <laughs> it's your bachelor party, and yep. that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> yep, you can be the slippery squid, <laughs> the angry turtle, or the agitated gopher. We'll figure it out. But okay, <laughs> um, so our last topic of the day, Steve, what are we talking about for the last well, little bit? We're gonna wrap this bad boy up with uh, something near and dear to my heart. G- kind of sticking to the old school theme. Uh, we're going to talk some old school video games. Oh, God. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is the greatest game. I much prefer <laughs> I disagree. Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong sucks. Donkey Kong sucks. <laughs> you suck. Like, oh, God. Too good. Uh, too good. Too much goodness here. So, God, what is the best? Like, what's your favorite game? 
Well, that's a my favorite game growing up. Um, Sucked. On any so a little history on my video game experience. I didn't have any systems. My parents didn't purchase us any systems. Um, I got hand me downs. Okay. Because. You got Neil Geo with the well, little like uh, my parents. I mean, we weren't rich growing up, so like video games were expensive, and uh, you know we. So my cousin would get the systems, and then, and then we would get the. Uh, so I got NES. Like after he got Super Nintendo, I got Sega Genesis. After he got sick of his Sega Genesis, so I went with NES, and uh, I would say the the first game I fell in love with, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Oh, which is now just called Punch Out. Punch Town. It's called Punch Out. <laughs> they took the Mike Tyson off. Well, they, of it. yeah, I mean, so that that was the first game. Uh, that was, God, I was maybe four or five. Now, there was also Excite Bike, which was an mm-hmm. excellent game. Big fan of Excite Bike. I actually downloaded a ROM of that not too long ago and played it. And then I was like, oh, this wasn't as much fun as I thought it was. I still like it, but it was... the bikes overheat way too quickly. Well, yeah, like... I mean, you can't hit that. You can't mash that turbo button though. You gotta, you gotta know when to use it. Which is a, it's a metaphor and a parable for life. You, <laughs> kids, if you're listening to life right now, or if you're listening to the show right now, you can't mash that turbo <laughs> button. You gotta sit down and relax sometimes. But uh, then my, the a close, a close second to Mike Tyson's punch out for any for NES would have been Battletoads. Battletoads, and not because. Battletoads was a great game, but that fucking Battletoads is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It is a miserable time to play as a child. So those left to right story games, like were all like some of the hardest ones. Like Battletoads, I remember like um, Contra. Mm-hmm. You can even go back like Super Contra too. There was also like there was the arcade Simpsons game. You remember that shit? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I remember like coughing up like twenty thirty dollars a quarters. Like at a New Year's Eve party at a Little Caesars <laughs> that I had it. It was like, okay, freaking awesome. Got it hot and ready too while you were there. It was a birthday party on New Year's Eve at like at a Little Caesars. Yeah, like they used to have one out in like uh, Schaumburg or something. Of okay. course, it's in Schaumburg that you go to, and it's like in this full mall. It was like it was basically like a Chuck E. Cheese, where it wasn't just like a a tiny store. It was a full on. It had like tunnels and shit like that. Hashtag to... Skypoint Mike Illich. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. R.I.P. God, <laughs> maybe. I like a hot and ready man. And yeah, he founded it. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I don't know. Those left to right games were good. I remember though. My dad would go bowling, and sometimes he'd like when we'd have like school off on Friday for like an institute day. He'd take us to the bowling alley and give us like a handful of quarters and just tell us to scram. And so we'd go play. Instead of bowling, you played video games. Well, because it was cheaper. Okay. Like it was cheaper <laughs> for us to go bowling. Like we'd bowl after the league play was done. So like all the lanes were taken for sure. league play. Okay. But there was like it was. I remember playing the Aerosmith arcade shooter game. Did you ever play this thing? No, I remember like maybe it was like I, Area Fifty One. I played a Kiss pinball machine. I played Kiss pinball machine. I played a South Park pinball machine. Okay, but yeah, I don't. I don't remember Aerosmith shooter. Yeah, it was a first person like Area Fifty One shooter. Okay, okay, and you would just go through it. They were basically playing Eat the Rich, and like you just why Aerosmith? Why not Aerosmith? <laughs> Like it was absolutely one of the funniest things I've ever played. It was great. We just would always just blast like thirty, forty bucks worth of quarters. <laughs> Dad, we need you more. Could, Why you buy the damn machine for oh, a couple yeah. weeks of playing? Dude, that they thing. loved inst- that Elk Grove Bowl <laughs> on uh, Arlington Heights <laughs> Road. Loved they made Institute. their monthly nut when you oh, showed up. <laughs> yeah, 
like I think we got like one of the days they gave us like a free bowling pin because like they showed us how to like do pin setting and okay. stuff because we might have thrown enough quarters in the machine. <laughs> They're like, yeah, his dad doesn't have any more. Like, but. yeah, I remember going to like Walmart and having like Time Crisis and and those kind of shooters like in their little arcade area. Um, but yeah, I mean, what about consoles? Like, what what console game got you? God, I think the console the game that got me. Um, I was an NES guy. I loved all the Mario games, but I think. It was, there were two games that were really, that are like, that stand the test of time in terms of World Series Baseball 95. Okay, when I they played came, 94. Well, right as they came out of the lockout, yeah. that was a great game on Sega Genesis. And then NHL 94. Mm-hmm. NHL, oh, NHL 94, 94, like, hands down is the greatest hockey game ever. You can take and put it up to any of the hockey games right now, and it is the most fun because... Oh, yeah, because it's simple. And yeah. It's, I mean... The, the era is... Fun. How about this? Yarmir Yager is still goddamn in the league. <laughs> it's insane. But, like, there was a move, like, you can go talk to my brother. You can go talk to any of the guys we played. There was a move that you could do with P- Pavel Bure on the Vancouver Canucks where you would take and come down, swoop down, come across the net, and then basically what would be the equivalent of Rister, every time you did that move, you'd score. Like, and then I remember playing as the Hawks and having JR just oh, yeah. going out. Like, you can take in just absolutely destroy people in that game. It was one of the classic games. Like people say Madden 95 is a great game, which it was, but nothing tops NHL 94. I Hands love, down, greatest game ever. I love NHL 94. I was really fond of, and when I got my Sega Genesis, of NHL 97. And that was right when the Red Wings were oh, yeah. the, the thing. So I would run around out there with Sergei Fedorov, and mm-hmm. he was just a machine in that game. And they were... It was crazy. And, but NHL 97 was a lot like 94. So mm-hmm. that was really like I, – I played 94, and then I was like, oh, well, 97 is pretty solid. I mean, yeah. I, you know, there was, when you're a kid, you get you get what you can, you know, as far as you – know, you weren't out there like now where it's like, oh, I can buy Madden, you know, 2016, 2017. Sure. I can get 2018, like whenever I want I could buy 30 packs instantly right. with my parents' credit cards and not care <laughs> about it. But uh, the – that was uh, so like I really liked NHL '97, but '94 I would play my my buddy Mitch. He had an SNES, and we would just like he would whoop my ass at regular hockey. So okay. to balance it out, what we would do is we would just pull the goalies, no offsides, and play twenty minute periods and just see how many goals we could score. Just basically like just the NBA, launch right? the puck from wherever you want yeah. and see what you could do. I mean, we had some crazy games doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's fun. I remember playing Madden 90, what, 95, and playing against my brother, and I was pissed off at him, and I ran up, like, I was playing, I don't know how, like, this was <laughs> like the Seahawks were bad. He was like the 49ers, and I won, I beat him like 99 to 72. <laughs> I just went off on him, but, okay, so we've talked about good games. What's the worst game that you remember from your childhood? <sighs> Like it's tough. Like it's, it's tough, tough to, to say think. bad games because I just didn't play. Like if I found a game I didn't like, I didn't play it. Yeah. Um. Maybe. I'd probably not that they're like terrible games, but I never really got into Mario after like the I didn't even really like the N sixty four Mario like Mario okay 64. like there. I mean the original ones, like the the scroll, side scrollers and everything. Yeah. Were I was all about that. I just it's not that again. I'm not saying they're bad games, so I'm kind of skirting the category here. I just didn't get into them. Like a lot of the adventure like gaming, like that. You know the I, I like Sonic, but it wasn't like my thing. Yeah. I play it just because it was there. Um, and like 
was Sonic tailed off. Sonic tailed off. Crash Bandicoot. Like, <laughs> Spyro the Dragon. Spyro, my brother loved fucking Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> I should I should enunciate a little bit better there. And my brother loved playing Spyro the Dragon. I don't want to impugn him in any way, shape, or form there. No um, dragons were hurt in this, <laughs> the filming of this or recording yeah, of this episode yeah, exactly. either. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say, like, the, at least if I'm not going to say a specific game, like that genre of, like, the adventure-type game along those lines of Sonic or Spyro or, or Crash Bandicoot, those weren't my games. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That was the PlayStation that started to take into, like, you know, I think there was a lot of competition when you got to, like, N64 and, like, the PlayStation originally. I think that I loved all, like, the... I don't know. I I became a huge sports fan because you could finish a game in an hour. Like, I think that uh, for me it was like those, the final fantasy games were good, but they were mm-hmm. just too long. Like the metal Gear, metal gear solid. Great game. Just too long. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't remember. And not really geared for like young kids because metal right. gear solid, like you had like all the stealth elements and stuff to it. It's like, when I was a kid, I was like run and gun. Like yeah. just here I'm here I'm at, and then the stupid ass guy gets a little exclamation point over his head, and you're dead. You know what game I really wanted to like, and I tried to play the hell out of it? it. It was Turok Dinosaur Hunter. You oh, remember I that love, thing? I am Turok. I was like, this is that game. game is badass only for one weapon, which is the yeah the cerebral, bow and arrow. No, the cerebral bore, which is you aim it at someone, and it shoots out a projectile. It latches onto their head and sucks out their brain. God, that's funny. Yeah. Did you ever remember playing this? I think that was in Turok 2, though. Okay. Did you ever play the second or the South Park game? Oh, yeah. N64? The, the shooter. The, like, the, I think uh, Rare per- did it. Right? Yeah, it was like the it was just like Goldeneye, but skinned with uh, South, South Park. Park. Yeah, and like there was a gun where you could shoot out a cow, mm-hmm. and the cow would like land on the dude's heads. And, and the so- alien warpo ray. Yeah, it was like that game was stupid. I can't imagine. I playing- love that game. I don't know. And I love the like the little machine gun, like Gatling gun that would shoot like the foam pellets. And then there was <laughs> a what was the other weapon that I liked in that one? Um, there was the warp array. There was the cow gun. Um, there, I, oh, you could pee on the snowballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could throw normal snowballs, yeah. and then you could pee on the snowball for like extra hit points. Do you stuff. have a game on any console that you are unstoppable at? Unstoppable at like like you very rarely would lose at. It's really tough. Like the football games, I'm pretty good because I know the play right, types played, and stuff. So. so I I know that. Um, I, I don't know like that. I would be unstoppable. Not really. Like, I, I don't think that there would be any of them. Like, I got lit up in Goldeneye most of the time. See, and Goldeneye is a tough one. Like, I there, there's so many game modes. So, yeah. like, what? Like, I have a friend who's very good at Goldeneye, but he plays with the full health and and everything, and he just camps on on body armor. So it's not. Okay. Yeah. It's not really playing the game. Yeah, you know, we would do license to kill because it was. Not that it's super realistic. It's, you know, you get hit, you die. Yeah. But it's like, it's more realistic than, hold on, I'm going to eat a clip from an AK-47 and and still be alive because I'm wearing body armor. Yeah, which is like, you should get shot in the head once. And yeah. there. I don't know if there's any game that I'm unstoppable. Like, let me just say that. Like, I know I get owned. Like, in NHL now. Like, if well, I, now I have nothing. Right. Then I don't think I had anything. I think I was really good at, like, I was really good at Contra, like, trying to get past, like, mm-hmm. the first couple levels in Contra. The Mario games I was pretty decent at. Mario 2 I could beat pretty quickly. But what about, like, multiplayer? Multiplayer? Like, 
I don't know. I don't think we played a bunch of the multiplayer. Like, if it was multiplayer growing up, it was sports. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like we me, played Roger Clemens baseball. I played uh-huh. the shit out of that game. So I played Ken Griffey baseball. Okay. The original yeah. one. And, and 64. A, yeah, and I am a fucking machine at that game. Dude, that's why I bought a <laughs> Wii U, because I wanted to play that game, but they don't have it on the virtual I, console. I will play. I just played that maybe six months ago, and I hadn't. I. Just my my brother's uh, friend was like, oh, let's play this. I want to see what this is all about. Because my brother's like, he's telling him, he's like, you don't want to play him in this game. You don't you don't want right. to do it. And I said, all right, fine. Like you be the American League All Stars, and I'll be the Tampa Bay Rays, which was an expansion franchise in that in that time in that time yeah. frame. So they were terrible. Like they had Wade Boggs, like was their their <laughs> big piece, <laughs> which isn't bad in normal times, right? But I mean, Hall of Famer, but uh, yeah. not at that time of his career, right? So. I, I'm playing. I was like, "All right, like, here, let's put some parameters on this because there's some things that happen in this game that are kind of goofy." Oh, like what? Like if I throw the ball over to first base at a certain time, the first baseman will put his glove down and tag you. You won't be out in the game, but you will just disappear from the base paths. Or if the ball goes over the stands at a certain, like in a certain home run view, I can go up to the stands and I can drift back into the stands, catch the ball, and you'll be out when the like the outfielder is <laughs> standing in the stands. So it's like. We'll put some parameters on it. We won't drift the ball around. We won't move the ball because it's like if I get a pitcher with 10 control, I can take a curveball that starts at your head and drops down to your toes. Right. And it's just not – you can't it's do It's just not fair. It. Like, so it's like let's let's put some parameters on it. And I scored like 46 runs in the first three innings. Jesus. And he was like, this is – he's like, okay, I understand now. I was like, okay, we can keep playing or we can be done. And he's like, no, I want to keep doing this. I think we played like four innings. And it's like I've I've lost – a couple of times in my life to friends growing up and I might not be great. Like I'm sure there are people that are better than me, but yeah. it's like amongst my group of friends, like it was a battle Royale. Like I remember one game I lost playing my buddy. It was a one, nothing game. And the game got one on like a solo home run. Yeah. Um, and it was just strikeout after strikeout after strikeout because it's so hard to hit in that game. If you move the ball around. Um, so it's like, that's my, like my favorite game for any for n64 i mean a lot of people say goldeneye and i love goldeneye i would play that any day of the week but like ken griffey baseball was the thing for me yeah now that i think about it having a couple more seconds to think about games um that i would play would be multiplayer would have been tony hawk i was really good at tony hawk i love like i would get all the skates i would get all of the points and i'd probably beat you by twenty thousand. i was i was great at tony hawk up until like tony hawk four yeah like the first, the first few, like once they, it was either three or four when they installed reverting into, so you could literally just chain together, uh, like you could get in the half pipe and then you could do, you know, a seven twenty whatever and land it, then revert it and then go up the other side of the ramp and keep your combo together. Yeah. Ain't got no, t- nobody ain't got time for that <laughs> shit. I stopped at Tony Hawk too, but okay. I think we're going to be like, we hit the timer again. Hot darn. Genuine, you are a magical beast, uh, and your pony is what's going to take and uh, ride us through the end of this thing. I'm going to take and keep this going as a little bit as we take and blast out here mm. for the night. Um, Steve, thank you again for coming on the episode. What are we now? Trace. Trace, the Babe Ruth episode. Alpha King, go check it out. Three Floyds. I'm going to take and stop. in the Chicago area, make the, make the trip down to Munster. Uh, they've got a wonderful uh, brew pub, and their beer is top-notch. Yeah, good stuff. Um, it's great. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, sorry for coming at you guys a little later than normal this week, but 
be flexible with us. We will hit you up next week for episode four and ooh, a new beer of the midweek. New, new beer of the yeah of the regularly scheduled variety. Of the regularly scheduled <laughs> variety. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for joining us for Oh This Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Patrick. Have a good night.